Well, this is Belle and Angelique. And you're with Nora TV podcast. And we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, finally. Yes. <laughs> the saga, mm-hmm. the epic, the event. The epic, the, the five year in the making movie. It's crazy. <laughs> God. And I mean, honestly, we could talk as much about the insane adventure it took for this to become a movie and all of the like avenues and lanes we didn't turn down that could have happened here, like the Green Lantern and the Lois and Bruce. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm actually like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Lois and Bruce, to be honest. I know it happened in the books, but I don't really need it. And I kind of, people are going to be like, oh my God, Belle, what's your problem? But I kind of like Wonder Bat. I do. I do too. I do too. Like, especially if, like, as far as like other options for pairing Wonder Woman with among the characters that have been, you know, in the movies so far, I think Wonder Bat would be the best road to hoe for that like I don't really see um a better pick there so it kind of just sort of makes a lot of makes a lot of sense and they've established the framework from it like back from BVS you know we've got the flirtation and we've got the interest there so I mean that would make it would make the most sense but I (laughs) I do have to say that Lane Wayne would have been amusing but also it wouldn't have not been kind of ridiculous and also just because of the particular like way that things are like set up here where the characters are like when the characters are meeting and how it would be a very weird circumstance that like you know Lois watches guy almost murder Clark and then after he actually dies decides I'm about to hit that (laughs) yeah I mean yeah (laughs) but I guess because in the versions where it happened like were versions where they you know were people who kind of knew each other in more normal kind of ways you know what I mean yeah like oh she interviewed him because he's Bruce Wayne and she works at the Daily Planet not like she watched him kill her boyfriend yeah I'm I'm guessing what he was gonna do is just it wouldn't have been completely honest on her end it would have been more like she was there out of grief yeah Um, but yeah so we could start and on how much uh, emo Bruce Wayne would we've had to live through after that we've finally been rescued from emo Bruce Wayne why would we do that to him yeah actually um would have been pretty sad if he if he did all of that and then Clark comes back and she goes back to Clark obviously and it's just like yeah on my own again <laughs> yeah when is the because <laughs> like I saw when that happened like in the cartoon like you know a Lois Clark like huh? broke up or whatever and you know she uh had her little adventures with uh Bruce and then was like and then he was like you can move to Gotham with me because I think we're getting serious enough to live in the same city and she's like oh nah I think I'm going back to Clark and his poor face I was like honey <laughs> yeah just funny. crush and obviously I, I i prefer bat cat over um wonder bat yeah but where is selena where is she right she oh, hasn't appeared at all i don't know where she's at 
which uh, honestly is a little bit weird that we've been through this many of these like movies like three of these and like there's no well I guess not it's even just, like an easter egg or a hint like it's I not even like you hear someone mentioned on the news well they were gonna like, do, oh, some like, thing. they were gonna do um Batman solo movies remember those all got canceled yeah. so she probably would have turned up in those and we've never actually spent that much time technically in Gotham no like if you really think about it yeah we're mostly in Metropolis yeah so okay <laughs> okay start so, no the road's not taken <laughs> yeah let's chat about so the way we decided to do it was just by the characters because yeah by the plot point this would not work um I'd have to rewatch no. the whole movie and, and I'm like, not doing that. <laughs> take notes again. And as much as I love it, that would just be forever. Like that would just take too long. Um, yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> That'll yeah. have to happen later, especially since I just like pretty practically marathoned like all of these movies leading up to this. Over the last like few weeks, I watched like all of them. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So first up, we have. Wonder Woman, who was mm-hmm. treated so much better in this version, and like you could tell in the other one that like there was more to like every scene with her because there were at least like three scenes where you see like Batman looking at like you know a screen or something, just like narrating what she's doing, and we see her for like ten seconds, then in a totally different setting and outfit, he's narrating again what she's doing, and it's like all right. So did Joss Whedon arrange all of these like Bruce Wayne looks at the screen and tells us what Wonder Woman is doing things so that this woman doesn't have to talk in this movie? <laughs> I don't know what his problem is, but I didn't appreciate um, random scenes of her camera focusing on her ass or, you no. know, Barry falling into her <laughs> boobs. Yeah, uh, we definitely got a lot more Wonder Woman here. Uh, she actually... Well, she did useful stuff in the other one, but they just, rather than actually letting her have scenes, they just had Batman tell us about the plot relevant stuff she was doing. Uh, so it was nice to actually see her get scenes. We got uh, more uh, Amazons and they were so cool. <laughs> like, it was so much better too. Like, obviously we saw the Amazons fighting Steppenwolf in the Joss Whedon mm-hmm. version too, but this version, felt more impactful um simply because they spent more time building up to the mother mother box cracking and opening Mm -hmm. and what that meant and how serious it was and how serious it was that they um feel that thing that then killed they had to kill she had to kill all the Amazons in there like yeah. there's so like how serious it was to try to keep this away from this dude yeah, to keep and it showed him. like how how serious he was because like they had some serious measures in place yeah that he like yeah. had to make it through yeah. unlike the atlanteans who <laughs> were like hey we should send somebody and they're like what if we don't like let's, yeah let's have three people around three it. People. and then the human just threw ours in a freaking hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> embarrassing Amazons are like, we're gonna create all these ancient booby traps and have a whole army guard it. And the Atlanteans were like, let's just put it in this open ass area 
that anyone could swim into at all you know anyone at all can swim up in here there's not even a door oh god and then when like you know Mira's like oh King Orm like we need reinforcements like they're coming for the mother bucks he was like whatever we're not sitting anymore so work that out he's like what's your point bitch I got better things to do I don't care about that thing mother bucks I guess we'll all just die Prince Orm thank you for that one he must have thought it was like a trick or something that's what i'm that's the only guess i could think for why he like fully didn't care oh funny like what is his problem (laughs) i wish we had gotten to see him because i mean don't you want to watch him and his blonde behalf not care no look ocean master is like one of the funniest villains and like my favorite DCEU villain for real. Like he's so oh, he's funny to me. Too. I love him. Um yeah. <laughs> Only thing missing from this movie that has everything, Ocean Master. <laughs> Just him being freaking petty somewhere for no reason. Once oh, all he does is sit around being petty. Um, well yeah. i'd be petty too if my brother who abdicated the throne everyone's like this is the rightful king really really he's the rightful king really i'm the one here who's in atlantis i know all of our rights and rituals i'm taking responsibility for taking care of our people i'm protecting us from the surface dwellers this dude's out having a jack and coke and like get out of my face but he's the he's the rightful ruler okay y'all <laughs> <laughs> i'd be pressed <sighs> But yeah, I was I was very impressed by um the Amazons here and just their like the way they showed how powerful they are. Yeah. How huge their army is and how organized they so are. Epic. Like they're yeah. epic through. So I really appreciated that. It was um, very, amazing. very cool. And they also just looked so cool. Like their armor yeah. looked cool. And you could tell they put time into it because they weren't even all wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some people right? really put yeah. some work into this. Like, and they even had different outfits for like different stuff. Like they had their sexy ceremonial armor and their like battle armor. And like, it was awesome. a whole, it was a whole vibe. Like their whole society. They're like ritual for like lighting the arrow and everything where they carry the thing in a box. Like it's a casket. Like they're so Yeah, cool. and they had drummers. Did you see the drummers in that scene too? Yeah. Like it was so- the attention to detail and everything that involved the Amazons were just amazing. I loved it. They deserve a spinoff. Um, they really do. I heard some talk about it. Um, I know that Patty had to shoot down the idea that their like backstory was some sort of like mass rape of it. <laughs> thanks for oh, like God. saying no thanks to that. Um, <laughs> like, so, you know, uh, I don't know if the suits were like, well, you can't have your movie if we can't rape your Amazons or if we're still allowed to have it. Good Lord. That wouldn't even shock me because WB is like, I don't know if they just sit around snorting. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever goes on over there. Um, <laughs> just hating all day. They were like, you know who's the most awesome character? The one we're going to crap on or leave out of the movie. <laughs> my gosh. Okay, so (laughs) yeah, um, and I also love that Diana was way more involved in all of the fights. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she, and she was did, so awesome. Yep, she did way more to save the team. And her compassion didn't go anywhere either. Her um, mm-hmm. empathy didn't go anywhere. So she wasn't just like a one-note warrior, like people yeah. keep insisting she be. She wasn't that. Right. Um, and she got to take Stephen Wolf's head right off. And he asked her I that. Love that. He was talking way too much shit. <laughs> And I love that she caught him in that lie. Like when he was like, yeah, you know, I killed all the Amazons. You could save your sister, but you weren't there. And I burned down the island. She's like, oh no. He's like, and they beg for their lives. And she's like, you're lying. <laughs> she's like, my me. mom begs for her life. Yeah, now you're lying. You're lying now. <laughs> like, that was, the, he went a little too far with that one. He almost had her, but she was like, oh, yeah. they no Amazon beg for their life. You're done. No. and that made me think back to that moment when Steppenwolf was like and my demons will feed on your fear and Queen Hippolyta was like ladies show him your fear and they said we have no fear not one Amazon begged for nothing he had the right ones that day Um, (laughs) and they chased him out like so his whole story about how like oh he took them all out and like he burned down the whole island no you had to pop a horse pop a portal and run <laughs> because when you saw all of those amazons coming down the mountain you were like you know what i got the box let's just quit while we're ahead yeah <laughs> just like he ran out after um after uh just like with the atlanteans after um aquaman showed up he like he, he like ran out because he about he about had Mira, even though he had to throw her off him because she's about to blood blend him to death. Um, <laughs> then he was coming with the axe, and when Aquaman showed up, then he decided, you know what? I got the box and I put on my head twice. Yeah. I mean, it was smart of him though, because it's like <laughs> he can't win if he stays fighting too long. You don't need to do all of that. Just get what you came for and go. So yeah. it wasn't a bad strategy, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that ego though you know yeah so next we can talk about um batman all right <laughs> i thought was very soft in this movie yeah <laughs> not in a bad I, way i just thought he was being pretty cute the whole movie he was and i just love everyone just being just like delicately aghast when they're like are you sure about this and he's like have faith right <laughs> like, who are you guys they've never fought all of us together it's gonna be great yeah. we're a team <laughs> who is this man <laughs> so optimistic but alfred was like so did you concede did you succeed? It's like, not exactly. And it was like, it was, it was over too, wasn't it? It was like, we'll try again. Like, it was just, it was so cute. Arthur just like completely shot him down. And so he was like, when he went to recruit Barry, he was like expecting it to be like this big argument. And Barry's just like, oh, I'm on board. He's like, really? (laughs) You're just going to do it? Cool. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh my gosh, but I mean, it does, it does fit though, because he's a speedster, so he thought through this quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He didn't need a long time to think about it. He didn't need a long time to do anything. And hey, as someone who needs, who has all this time, right, and who <laughs> spends the movie, like, telling us how we feel like everyone else is moving too slow, of course, it, like, would be exciting to him to do this, so that makes sense, like, 
something something he has to actually keep up with for once you know oh yeah because like his dad mentioned he had three going on four times yeah. <laughs> like Barry's doing all he can to keep himself occupied and keep himself in snacks yeah and his dad did say you know he was spending too much time stuck in one place but yeah Bruce um first of all Alfred is a comedian um yeah and he spends all his scenes just throwing shade at Bruce unprovoked and it's hilarious <laughs> I also think it's kind of interesting how he sort of took on the Lucius Fox role here like you see that he's like you know like he made the gauntlets and you know he was working on like different stuff I thought that was interesting because I don't think I've seen Alfred like really uh do that kind of thing before uh, well he does he does help him um he does help Bruce with um repairs and stuff like that and also like um in the books when people get hurt or whatnot he's good at the medical stuff as well yeah um and alfred used to be i feel what he used to be was it in the military yeah so yeah so he can't he's helpful with that he's not um but like we don't usually see outside of him in the movies in the movies we just kind of usually just see him butler so it was interesting to kind of get to see like more aspects of like what Alfred does for Bruce in this movie yeah other than just like bring tea or criticize how bad Diana is at tea yeah people usually um in all of the Batman movies he's usually just like relegated to being sassy yes a sassy butler and that's it but there's like there's so much more he can do Alfred it like Aquaman said is legitimately a badass but that part yeah. didn't get ignored because I remember at some point in the books like um, someone broke again yeah, I want to say Slade or somebody he stomped somebody out in the books like <laughs> when they broke he definitely the pulled manor. shotguns on people before <laughs> punched Superman in the face like yeah. Alfred is about that life like people don't know <laughs> like who I mean, says he works for he works for Alfred like <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that scene <laughs> this is Alfred I work for him <laughs> yeah that's so cute um uh as far as the whole Joker thing uh I'm gonna be a contrarian and be like didn't need more of him sorry not sorry like that whole scene like I know a lot of people were like real hyped but like him and his sloppy lipstick that was distracting me um, and that unnecessary Dick Grayson low blow, like, yeah, I guess. like you can go somewhere. And also they didn't demonstrate, like, I've, I feel like in that scene, I needed to see him do something that justified his presence here if he's going to be like that. Here's my theory. This dude is... <laughs> His whole existence is for him to be somebody's human shield, and he just don't know it yet. He's <laughs> gonna be in battle, and Bruce is just gonna push him in front of the bullet. Like, oh, that was fun. Oh, I'm moving along, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then Bruce will finally laugh. <laughs> finally, he freaking deserves it. I don't know why he exists. He's like, of all the characters that are still alive, 
I don't understand why the Joker is breathing. I don't get it. Well, the honest reason is that people are excessively obsessed with the Joker. Like when we have conversations about how he's like Batman's ultimate foil, I'm just going to go ahead and say, actually, I think that's Harvey Dent. I think that's Two-Face. I don't think it's the Joker. I think thematically Harvey's a better foil. I don't even think Joker's the best foil for Batman. I think people just like, I don't know. They just like these horrible psychotic characters uh i don't know why whatever um i hate him so yeah <laughs> i definitely don't think he's like legendary epic and necessary to the batman ethos as conversation about him suggests i i just don't i don't feel like he he adds the amount that they imply yeah i mean people keep going that he's supposed to be there's no batman without the joker and it was yeah, like he- isn't there like he's like I don't the uh I guess like the the opposite side of Bruce's coin but frankly I think that's Clark and Loki Nightwing or Harvey like if we were gonna go if we were gonna like if we were gonna go like evil counterpart like you know a person who had this terrible like event happened that could have gone one way or the other he used to be a good guy then he like went bad like because he lost it that that's Harvey Dent to be honest I feel like it's I personally for me I feel like Deathstroke is the evil version yeah yeah or Deathstroke yeah definitely um there's several characters I think who do the job better than the Joker um because I just don't feel like well for one thing um I don't feel like if worst case scenario were to occur that Batman would become the Joker and that's um, supposed to be the whole point of that. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like worse. Like, I don't think scenario, evil Batman would be like the Joker at all. I feel like evil Batman would be more like Deathstroke. I feel like he'd be yeah. using guns and just killing people and calling it a day. Or yeah. what Red Hood claims to be, except he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Red Hood would be if he had the cojones. What, what Red Hood thinks he is. <laughs> what Red Hood wants to be when he grows up. Yeah, he's actually just a big ass crybaby. But anyway, um... <laughs> Let's not dwell too hard on my Jason no. slander because I could do this all day. And plus, um, we're going to get the opportunity next season of Titans. So why don't we like save all of that for yeah. when we can give it yeah, to you? I'm just going to make, I'm honestly going to make a cut, like a video of all the cuts of Jason fucking whining and crying and being like, this is y'all badass Batman with the guns. This is him. He cries a whole lot. Are you sure? But anyway, let's not. <laughs> let's not. You're so cold. But yeah, no, I don't I don't think that uh the Joker is that. Um and I also think that the utilization of him isn't isn't really great here. Um because I mean he's in the scene, he's talking the smack. We already knew what what he did when we saw the when we saw the suit. So it's not like he's informing us of something that we didn't know, like we didn't know that he killed that person or whatever. Uh, he wasn't demonstrating anything. I mean, honestly, to tell me why he's there. It's it was fan service, and I yeah. I get why Zach did it because this is potentially his last setup, goal. Yeah. Out, not even that, but just like his last chance to ever touch these characters. So he was just like, yeah. if in the future he was gonna have like better, like a more involved Joker and Batman interaction, he probably right. won't get that chance in his mind. So he's like, I might as well put something. Just let you guys here. know what the flavor of that would yeah. be. Like, yeah. I want to write this character at least once before I go forever. Yeah. 
So I get it on that level. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but the like, Joker is always pointless. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so like, nah. I don't know. We don't get it because we're girls. I think that has to be it because I like struggle to understand why Red Hood is out here shooting everybody but the man who brutally murdered him. But you know, okay. Sure, sure. Whatever. Um, want to move on? <laughs> yeah. Move on to Superman. Superman. Oh my God. Okay. So I loved him in this. I like the additional stuff we got. I like not seeing his deformed but mustached, demustached <laughs> face. Yeah. Um, I really liked um I really liked the scene like when they were at the like old Kent farm and they were talking and he was kind of getting his memories back. I like that we had time to just sort of do that. And I think they explained it better in this movie why that happened than in the other one. Because in the other one, like we just see him just suddenly grab Lois and just whoosh. And then he's just there. And it's just like, why are y'all here? And doesn't, doesn't, the, don't y'all got somewhere to be? Like, it felt very like, what's going on in the Justice League? But in this one, you see Lois tell him, come on, let's just, let's just go. So we know why, you know, they did that at that point. And then like, you know, we see him kind of getting his memories back and we see him make the decision to go find out, you know, what they need or whatever. And he shows up at Alfred's. We didn't see that. We just saw him turn up and it was just like, how did you even know where they were? Where'd you come from? How'd you know what was going on? Like, (laughs) like even if somehow you managed to find them in Siberia or um, Chernobyl, like how do you even know what's happening? Exactly. Like he showed up, he knew all their names. Um, He knew what was happening. Like, I, I just don't even understand. Is this, yeah, it, I think his wasn't his line. Isn't is this guy still bothering you? Did you know he was bothering them? Like what? How right. do you know this? Like, right, he was like you, that the whole time. Like you, you were dead. <laughs> right, you didn't hear. Like, yeah, how did you know this? But yeah, so this. I was, like that they showed that he went to go like see Alfred. So yeah. now we know how he knows like what's you know going on and everything. And I imagine that Alfred was probably told like what Superman would need to do or whatever so we know how he shows up knowing what he needs to do in this situation (laughs) that was and that was such a quick thing to have added in that it was very whatever that Joss left that out it was stupid I feel like he was trying to actively sabotage all these guys because it just didn't make any sense it just did not make any sense how is like what is the purpose of leaving out the scene where Clark goes to see Alfred for 30 seconds right other than just it's so quick just to like make your movie make less sense it's just stupid um no one can convince me he wasn't actively trying to sabotage DC like there's no way I mean the fact that DC was like man let's hire someone from our biggest richest competitor that owns half the world I'm sure they don't have enough money to pay him more than we're paying to ruin this movie stupid they they really paid (laughs) I can't um (laughs) conspiracy theory number one um oh and Lois uh so you know, as I got into an aside about earlier, the whole, you know, the whole scrapped, scrapped uh, Lois uh, and uh, Bruce plotline that we're better without, 
we still got a pregnant Lois, probably. Like we see when she opens the drawer and we get a good look at that pregnancy test. There's no real reason to drop that other than to imply that Sis is pregnant. Yeah, which means too is um, if Darkseid did kill her in the sequels, it would be even worse because he's killing yeah. his, his baby and Lois. That's yeah, his probably son. Have we ever seen a version of Clark that had a daughter? <laughs> this would always be sons. It's always sons, yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, DC has a thing for sons, huh? Now that I'm thinking about it, everybody has a whole Yeah, like everyone sons. has sons. Uh, I think the only person who manages to have a girl is, I think, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman has, has daughter? I, I, I want to say that's a thing that happened. I'll have to ask the Google. I might have imagined it or just decided it should have happened. Hmm. I know. Okay. Uh, well, I know. Is it Barry or is it? Uh, yes. yes. Barry I'm checking has, it right now. Barry has a daughter and I know. Uh, Stephanie Trevor. That's her, that's her name. Uh, she oh. had a, a daughter with Steve. Nice. I didn't even know that. And I know <laughs> Nightwing and Starfire have a daughter. Yeah, and we won't even talk about the character design choices with her. I'll try my life. Going blank. Yeah, I try not to think about how um, Starfire's <laughs> suits looked and her daughter's suits. Yeah, just going to pretend that they didn't have her in that thing with the strip of fabric covering her nipples. Just going to pretend that it's not a choices were made. never happened uh, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. um yeah. yeah oh apparently in uh on earth too uh fury is the name of wonder woman's daughter with steppenwolf huh. in- <laughs> interesting there's like so many weird things that happen though because i mean there's a version of supergirl who gets what a version of Brainiac. Um, and then I think in one future, I can't remember who marries like Damian Wayne. Someone marries Damian. Something with, I think no, I think it was might have been Nightwing's daughter. Nightwing and Starfire's daughter married Damian Wayne. Something like that. Anyway, That's let's move on. <laughs> That's deeply weird. Yeah, this all kind of alternate stuff Vixen, you're barking at nothing please hang it up um we can move on to the flash okay oh god he's super cute and i'm glad they got rid of the uh arguably ableist uh jokes that were in the other one with him i was like hmm this feels like an uh, unkind uh, stereotype of a person with a certain kind of neurodivergence. I'll put it that way. Glad that wasn't here. Ableist, uh, they had him say randomly racist stuff and yeah. involves him in and a lot of- And had him self-aware enough to know it was racist to keep doing it. And, and had him in like physical comedy that was all sexist and that. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's expense was very stupid. I hated it. Because it's like in Zach's version of Barry commenting on Diana looking pretty was not disrespectful at all. All he said was, hey, you think she'd go for younger guys? That's it. 
Didn't need to be anything worse than that. But Josh was just like, yeah, let me have like- (laughs) Or when he hilariously was like, hi, hi, I'm Diana. Nice to meet you, Barry. Right. (laughs) He was so shook up, he couldn't, he forgot his name. That was cute. Right. So it's like, it's, it doesn't have to be disgusting. Like, yeah, you could have someone be interested in someone without being a weirdo. Yeah. Or freaking the stupid comments that he made Aquaman make when he was sitting on the lasso. Yeah. That was out of character for me in my, it it was for me too. Like, and I mean, I got that it was kind of supposed to be because he's sitting on the lasso. So he's saying things he's thinking they ordinarily wouldn't say. But even that was kind of weird because we've seen situations where people were like holding the lasso didn't just start saying stuff. Right. Like remember when, uh, you know, she like grabbed Clark with it. He didn't suddenly go, hi, my name is Clark Kent. Like, you know what I mean? So that's not even how it's established to work. Like how, like it's established that she's got to be like intentionally asking you questions. That's exactly. how they like, because she has to tell you requests that you start telling the truth and what have you. Um, but even then, I can see Aquaman's truth being that he thinks she's beautiful, doesn't trust her because she's an Amazon, whatever, stuff along yeah. that line, not mm, scrumptious or whatever stupid crap he was saying. Right. And Justice League, like, knock it off. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no indication um, he has, like, that kind of frat brain. Um, yeah, speaking of that, um, <laughs> I thought the West Allen scene was beautiful. Made me tear up a little, but apparently some people thought it was Barry was being creepy. And I feel like that's just another one more example of people being idiots for no reason. Like he can't touch well, her. She right. like you want to give her third degree burns if he quickly takes her and throws her on the floor, like y'all were right. <laughs> or, or, oh my God, or he looked at her eyes. Um, he looked at her eyes for like half a second. Yeah. technically and maybe 20 seconds in his time it's not that deep you never held no. eye contact with someone for 20 seconds calm down like what are we doing they just held eye contact longer than that in real time before she that stared, <laughs> okay like they ran into her she stared at him on the sidewalk from that law and she was staring at him as she was driving away almost drove into a truck okay <laughs> i feel like it was obviously mutual i don't know what these dumb complaints are about oh he touched her here moved out her face yeah, as he was saving her from a violent death. So yeah. is it that you think, okay, so I'm flying through the air, right? I'm about to smash into the <laughs> pavement. Well, not like, yeah, she would have smashed into the pavement. Yeah, she was going to smash into the pavement. And the person who miraculously catches me moves a strand of hair out of my face. You think I'm going to do what? slap the shit out of them if I found him be like ah girl power what what are we right like he didn't grope her but I think it's just that double standard where if a person finds a character like if a person finds a character attractive then whatever they do is dashing and charming if they're not interested in that particular character then whatever they do is creepy yeah like I think the people who said it was creepy were really just saying that that they didn't think think that this iteration of Barry Allen was hot, which cool, but like, okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna go ahead and side-eye them for doing this whenever it involves Black women. They have this concern about crap. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Because that same woman who I I posted, who was talking about it and calling Barry creepy, um, she she had a tweet where she was talking about how Peggy and Steve's romance deserves a rom-com or whatever. And here's something about that. So Steve going back in time and erasing Peggy's entire marriage, all our kids, our whole life, that's not creepy. Like he knew her for what, three months or something. They shared one kiss and he got frozen in a block of ice. He felt that because he liked her for all these years, he had the right to go back and erase her entire life. That's not creepy. That's not overstepping down. Her husband, her kids, all of that. All of it gone, right? But Barry moving a strand of hair out of Iris's face, that's creepy. Fuck off. Like, yeah, I don't know what else I mean, to say. Like, come on. Just being jerks. And, and like the things that I've seen characters do in shows that people have no complaint about and don't consider creepy, that's how I know that those are like almost never like objective you know statements of the appropriateness of something that happened in media exactly because they pick and choose it's, it's all good when it's when it's white couples all you see is romance but yeah you involve like a black person even when they like kidnap them or, something. or a jewish person or whatever and suddenly it's like oh let's nitpick at all these things there's no way this couple is good for each other you're weird right and we, just, <laughs> and we also just kind of like don't know anything about them as a couple because in this movie we only got to see them like look at each other find each other attractive he saved her and that's the only interaction that they've had so we don't even know anything about like Mm -hmm. what their vibe is what kind of what i what i can get from that is they both like they both are interested and iris will probably obviously figure out he's the flash and try to track him down and that'll yeah well, she's probably going to do it similar to how Lois did in Man of Steel, because uh, presuming that she's a reporter like she usually is, well, she knows that, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere, saved her, and then went boom. So just like, you know, Bruce found that tape, and that's how he tracked him down. I'm imagining she's going to do something similar. Sorry if I'm looking up. She's tracking down based on his so powers. Annoying. They're like moving furniture, and every time they do it, my dog barks. It's irritating. Like, I feel the need to, sometimes I just want to go up there and be like, you guys good? You still moving into your apartment? Months later, stop moving furniture. <laughs> Maybe they're just like, you know, it's like, the first day of spring. I need a new You're upsetting my dog. I need things in different places. <laughs> You're upsetting my recording. Don't you know I'm a media personality? Right? I'm, trying to make a, I'm trying to record a podcast. You guys are moving the fucking furniture. Like, it's good. Do this later. <laughs> <laughs> So we can move on to Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. I feel like um, he had the lease added. Yeah, but I but... will say they removed a few things that were annoying. Like that lasso scene we we're just talking about that was annoying. And like right. the music that was playing when he walked out of the bar after like saving that guy and the Justice League was so annoying. Like I remember during that scene being like, this is the douchiest, like God save me. But then the exact same thing happening without that terrible music. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's pretty cool. Yeah. So apparently it was just ruined by the music. And I, I like like the context felt different. So it felt like instead of Arthur just being like, this guy who just does not give a shit about anyone he's more just kind of he feels betrayed by everyone 
yeah he closes himself off yeah he's he's definitely very reserved that's how he comes across to me yeah here. yeah and it's like and he's he, also seems kind of unsure about like to what extent people are sort of being honest or trying to use him right so I feel like I understood him more um mm-hmm. and I liked his interactions with the team more he's funny yeah. he's funny in this yeah. in this movie yeah <laughs> So, and he's like and that. he's his and his humor is like drier and less sort of broad and goofy than it is in Justice League, but it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I feel like um mm-hmm. the funny ones on the team ended up being Barry and Arthur, really, but Definitely. they had very different kinds of humor happening yeah like one of the things I loved about Barry in this movie is there's several scenes where the camera's panning across the mall like looking cool and staring into the distance and Barry's just like grinning like ah (laughs) so cool everyone's got their like serious superhero face with the wind in their hair and he's just grinning I love Barry's Barry's the sweetest like the the end scene where he's like running and he's smiling I was like, oh, <laughs> I liked him a lot. Yeah, I really liked his character so like better. a lot more in this version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like the whole thing where um, the whole scene in Justice League where like he saves Anna and like the face and the boobs thing, even that moment wouldn't have been so awkward because he was clearly just like getting out of the way. It just sort of happened if they didn't have him be so weird afterward. Like they made that way weirder than it needed. That's why like he didn't need to fall on her like that at all. Like he could have landed on top of her without his head on her boobs. Period. Yeah, like, it was. Just, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like it didn't need to happen at all. But like even with that happening, it's in the midst of like a you know high speed, serious, high stakes sort of situation. I don't even buy that that character would have been like, oh boobs, even if that had happened. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, it's an accident and a lot of stuff was going on. So it was weird to have, it, it was weird to portray it that way, even if you insisted on doing it. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred if he felt the need to have Barry was going to try to protect one woman, he could have tried to, you know, push out the way let yeah. on top of her that way but the way it was in Justice League it didn't even look like he was trying to protect her he like fell like it was stupid yeah it wasn't even like there wasn't a reason for it is what I'm saying no and so the scene was technically still here he did run in that direction to get out of the way but she wasn't anywhere near him right he ended up like on the other side of the room so it was I don't know <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah. Oh, and also one scene that really had me laughing a lot was when they were all at the uh, graveyard and Aquaman and Wonder Woman were talking and she was like, oh, man, Atlantean and Amazon working together after all of our history. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about them. And I mean, I guess I think they suck too. But like, okay. And like, you could tell that she's unaware that he's not like some, you know, 3000 year old person like her or something who remembers the wars with Atlantis and the Amazons from how she's talking. And that was really funny to me. Like Arthur should have been like, sis, I'm 30. I feel right. like he needs you to know this. He was just like, uh, I really have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't even like these people myself. 
So me and you should have no issue, period. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. I just he got this. Her the drink. I could tell right. it was so that he could end that conversation. Right. But I just got this staff trident thing today. My sea <laughs> uncle gave it to me. I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> we have beef so that's funny. news to me. Like right. talking about <laughs> they throw me in this war, and then it's like, oh, by the way, there's also more war we should have told you about. <laughs> Imagine if he ran into the wrong, wrong, the wrong Amazon somewhere, and he hadn't lucked out and ran into Diana. Right. Getting his ass kicked for no reason. Like, whoa, what did I? Oh my god, this bitch is trying to drive me back into the sea, and I don't know what happened. I know, Vixen. They're throwing tables up there. I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. Um, I can't. It's like they waited for me to start recording to be like, hey, let's throw the couch. Everyone all at once, heave. Like, what is, what is going on upstairs? I don't know. Adventures uh, <laughs> in apartment living. Oh my gosh, it's so annoying. Uh, we can move to Cyborg. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brand new well, character. Wasn't it, crazy right? seeing, wasn't it crazy seeing how much was cut from first of all just the overall story and like ability for any of this to make sense by getting rid of all of this stuff um but also like there were so many like i i didn't really get much of a sense of his powers in the other version other than like oh he can fly and like shoot stuff and i kind of found myself thinking like you know, I'm pretty sure in this universe they have like cyber soldiers or something like that that have they can like do that. But I mean, like, okay, like I didn't have like a problem with it, but it just didn't seem that specifically necessary to have this person. But then once you see, oh no, he can wirelessly connect to anything that is a machine and control it instantly. Right. Okay, that's different. And also, we didn't in the other version we didn't get that they didn't tell us that the mother boxes were machines. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I knew this information, but I knew this information because I had knowledge from the books. If this was like, if I was a brand new fan, I'd be like, what is this? What is a mother box? What right. is Cyborg? Like they, that movie didn't make any sense. Yeah, because I honestly didn't really understand in the other version of it, why of all people, it was him. Yeah. Trying to separate the boxes because it looked like it was a physical strength thing. Right. And it, and like it, it could have been like anyone, have right? Anyone that had it, like that could have been Diana. Like right. she's almost as strong as Clark. Like it didn't, like I, they didn't say that they were machines. <laughs> so I didn't understand like, oh, like he needs to do it so he can like interface with the machine stuff to like, you know, okay. I can only it. imagine how annoying it must've been watching that movie if you had no knowledge of it. Because it's like, it doesn't do anything to explain the mother boxes at all or why cyborg is so important. Um, they just cut out like <laughs> an incredibly important part of this whole mythology yeah. for no reason. It was idiotic. Well, it wasn't for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like we, um, personally, we feel like they were trying to purposely sabotage the I whole mean, thing. did you see the quote from him? Like um, Ray Fisher uh, said that like someone who had been in on the meetings informed him that like someone had said straight out that they didn't 
want to have an angry black man at the center of this movie yeah <laughs> those were the words used so and it's crazy because I'm watching I'm like he's angry at his father and yeah. what happened to him these are normal human emotions yeah and he's not I mean, any angrier than anyone else people but black people are actually human beings and so like right. we have emotions right so <laughs> And I think a lot of people kind of miss the parallels with Aquaman. Because Aquaman's also like mad at his parents throughout this movie in the right. same kind of way. Like Mira's trying to, you know, talk to him and it was like, oh yeah, the woman who abandoned me. But like, I guess it's okay for him to be mad at his parents. Cool. Not it's okay for Aquaman is apparently not the angry, uh, angry guy. Neither was Bruce at any moment, right? <laughs> But I mean, Cyborg I mean, Superman could have just been called like, the That's an Angry Man, the movie. But Batman, they should have called Batman versus Superman. Bruce is pissed, the movie. <laughs> yes. This dude was mad. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Big like mad, whole the whole movie. movie. Pissed. Literally, Big mad. All, Alfred was so busy trying to defuse his constant mad in the last movie, he didn't even get to make tea. <laughs> Poor Alfred was like, yo, Bruce, you are really bugging. Like, like <laughs> please stop. <laughs> do less. Calm down. Whatever you're planning, don't do that. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was very obvious uh, bias there, especially given that once they would flush things out some more, you could see that... Um, we had a parallel plot line with a character that didn't seem to upset the studio so much. Um, so that was cute. Um, I, it also really, um, it's less clear um, some of the reasons why um, he had such a problem with his father because in the other movie, it seemed like he was just upset that his father saved his life. Yeah. Um, like, oh, why do I have to be like this? Superpowers and metal, you suck, dad. And it was very like, sorry, he didn't let you die in a fire. I don't know what your problem is. But yeah. we see here that like his problems with his dad, like, you know, predate uh, the right. accident and all of that. And that really contextualizes it in a different way. Yeah. And like his his abandonment of him. Mm hope -hmm. he led to his mom's death. Cause yeah. Because she was trying to like talk him through dealing with the abandonment right. when the accident happened. Right. She wasn't looking at him. They probably wouldn't have crashed. His father mm -hmm. would have been driving. Everybody would have been happy, you know. But yeah, <laughs> they're both. And like you know, it's been said before that just like you shouldn't, you know, drive under the influence. You shouldn't drive when you're really emotional either, because yeah. it's been proven to like impact your performance with driving if yeah. you're like. Under she was a lot focused of on him. He was like in the passenger seat crying. Like she wasn't really paying attention to the yeah. road. We don't know whose fault the accident was, but she was not looking you know right. um so yeah i mean that completely changes everything about what happened and why mm -hmm. he had this anger towards his father and i just saw a gif actually on twitter where it showed him in the justice league saying booyah um yeah versus in snyder cut where his line in that scene is that he's he's not broken and he's not alone. And it's mm -hmm. like the, the crazy change between that, you can see right in Ray Fisher's face, he doesn't want to say this stupid booyah line. Like they no. suck all the life 
because that's not that's not his character even when we see him as an actual football player he isn't the kind of like before the accident he's not the kind of guy who's like booyah like Like, that's not him they like oh my god i hate when people do this that's i I don't even know if that stupid line is in the comics i think it i think it's just in the cartoon show yeah i think it originated from that because the comic book character is not the kind of person that would say that either like i've i've read some of the comics and he's not that sort of dude right so it's just he's not the comic relief guy like he's not he's a very serious dude it's just annoying i don't even understand why whatever And then, you know, (laughs) I think that, you know, when it comes to talking about racial things, a lot of times, like, we don't want to go ahead and say the thing. But the thing is that a lot of people's problem with the whole booyah thing is that it's a kind of offensive stereotype of, yo, bro, I'm with the hippity hop booyah kind of person to even have him like that. Like, that's the problem with it, really. (laughs) Like... Um, it's dumb, it's out of character. If there was any one of the characters in this movie that was gonna say booyah, it'd be the flash. <laughs> right, like come on. <laughs> ah, so nervous. Um, um and, and, I, and even I mean, the that's... idea that like he can't have his own personality that isn't like a string of these, you know, kind of like racially, you know coded posturing i i just hate it i hated that they were really like um black men are scary so we have to have him be nicer like that's so ridiculous to me um and the fact that they sat around and had this discussion and really let joss do it is so obnoxious right and i'm just like how do you see this movie and not under not believe ray and see his point right absolutely like it really like seeing this movie really contextualize a lot of what he was talking about and really like <laughs> it's kind of mind-blowing especially just the people who become present that were absent even that alone is enough for you to be like wow studio um right. like you know we mentioned the addition of like his mother who is very important to contextualizing um all of this and the um the single mom who mm-hmm. he helped who, who yeah thanked. who showed us how his powers were i want to say she was um a woman of color too yeah so that's interesting she was, a, she was latina i think yeah so the black woman cut cyborgs and like his whole plot relevance cut his yeah <laughs> his dad cut the last powers woman. cut right the latino woman cut ryan Choi. like scientist. that whole line about how like you know in this world like he's the most powerful being because everything you know runs digitally all of that is cut like the whole scope of his powers is cut and even like when we see how he's able to find out that woman needs something and able to help her like how he's able to like tap into all the screens like you know and you know the cctvs on the street and then the camera like in the bus and then the yeah. the camera and the apartment building that also explains what happened with the scene where he meets up with wonder woman like the how of how he would have found her and all of that kind of thing exactly Um, and then it's not like it goes beyond to ryan Choi, the scientist from the who mm -hmm. worked at his dad he got obviously and he's the adam so he's another yeah um, Yeah. a person of color yes yeah superhero cut (laughs) um and i hear that martian manhunter 
Okay. And I heard that Zach wanted to make a solo Adam movie. That was one of the reasons he had him here to set that up. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be set in China. So we not only cut a person of color, we also uh, cut the intro to a whole like movie franchise that centers right. someone in their culture as a person of color. Yeah. We did that too. And then Green Lantern, I think he specifically wanted to use John Stewart. Yeah. And yeah. they wouldn't even let him. They were just like, you put Green yeah. Lantern in this movie, we're cutting the whole movie. Yeah, and like that last scene with Martian uh, Manhunter where he shows up at Bruce's, that was actually supposed to be John, uh, yeah. not um, yeah, um, not Martian Manhunter. So whack. I just yeah, it's they have a lot to answer for, so I hope they know that they do. Because uh, how else do you even? I mean, there are just so many, and also, you know, when we talk about like minorities cut. Uh, let's just go ahead and talk about some of those cuts with the Amazons, like Philippa mm-hmm. Ware, um, you know, uh, she was, you know, uh, cut out of there. And the scene that made it very apparent that like, you know, it was Hippolyta's lover, that was cut, hashtag too much lesbian. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's, it's very ugly and distracting. It, it was very, yeah. it was distracting me because as I was watching the movie my brain is running through all these things and I'm like what is going on like what is the reason yeah oh so offensive it's so excessive and so offensive Mm -hmm. um and you know even um like some of these things are bigger and some of them were uh smaller but so much of it added up to like so much more humanity for these characters right. because you know uh cutting uh Ryan Choi like we for one thing we missed one of the only people that Vince's dad had like a personable kind of relationship with so we see that work him is very different than home him like he's very invested in work and not invested in home so it you know it cuts that aspect of his character cutting that single mother cut um a significant aspect of Vic's character like there's a lot that's missing because of the people that you know were missing from this movie and I think that I think it's really unfortunate that um those choices were made because when you're able to get opportunity to really get more of a sense of these characters and who they are and their lives and how they interact with the world, it really contextualizes things in in a really different way. And it's very it's very weird how intense the studio was about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it 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 feels at this point like there's no arguing that the main problem the studio had with Zack Snyder wasn't that he cast a lot of people of color and like LGBT people. It's kind yeah. of hard not to argue that that wasn't the main problem. Like because, I... you know, his movies weren't, you know, failures as far as like, you know, box office or anything like that. Um, as far as fan response, they weren't failures. Like, the critics didn't like it but like st- since when do studios care about what critics have to say I mean, like critics, they never do critics ripped up on captain marvel you know what i mean yeah and a lot of like critics usually um, hate comic book movies in general let's keep yeah. it real a lot of a lot of the early 
um, MCU movies didn't have good critic reviews, like the first Captain America, um, Iron Man 3, Thor 1 and 2, like a lot of them were just blah, um, the Incredible Hulk. Um, and like the studios have always been like we care about you know we care about fan response and we care about box office it's never so to suddenly like act like oh you guys care about like critical like now y'all don't you never imagine if horror movies were like oh we care what critics think horror movies don't give a damn what critics think they care about that box office and that's look yeah it's just like the the fact that apparently mcu gets given how many chances to get on their feet nine movies or however long it took them yeah. to be really settle into their groove but dc gets two and that's it that's weird like that doesn't add up right why were they even looking at justice league and be like oh we have to be on the same level as a franchise that's been doing this for like almost 10 years now or had nine see, i think that's that a lie i feel like what do you that's mean? an excuse that they made up that they really just want to get rid of this guy because you know he we got as miller he's as miller he's jewish and he's uh and he's gay we've got amber heard she's bisexual we've got you know jason momoa he's a man of color we've got you know ryan Choi, he's a man of color i really think the problem is that he actually hires in a diverse kind of way that's the real reason they want to get rid of that and maybe we could call it a a better reason if they didn't all get together and cut all the people of color out of this movie so i mean yeah are we are we you can't compare the versions and not see that (laughs) (laughs) i mean it feels very suspicious i don't and then also remember um uh the controversy about wanting to like make wonder woman openly bisexual in the movies and there being a problem with that Mm -hmm. how how can you it's kind of impossible to miss these things you know what i mean yeah um when you add it all up because it's one thing if it's like you know just this thing or that thing maybe it's this or maybe it's that but especially with the kind of complaints we've got we've gotten here and then when we actually see it all add up and we see the comparison of the two products and we see what was missing (laughs) how else can you interpret this you know um I can't think of another sort of explanation for why this would be done this way. And then also when we're talking money, the fact that, you know, they, I've never heard of a studio letting another director come in and reshoot 90% of a movie, especially a movie this expensive, because you got to think of all the VFX and stuff like that, how much these sorts of movies cost. Think about how much money this studio dropped letting Joss do that. More money did they spend trying to change this whole movie it's yeah it's it's wild and idiotic there's just no way I've never even heard of anything like that before I mean so like with the with the Suicide Squad they did something similar to and that's another movie that Mm -hmm. happens to have a really diverse cast Hmm. Mm -hmm. um they did something similar where it was supposed to be this whole different thing like Harley and uh Deadshot Deadshot was supposed to have a whole romantic subplot Joker mm-hmm. was not supposed to be her hero at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. They changed a lot about the villains, um, the tone. Uh, they cut out a lot of the Joker's abuse of her in yes. this movie and recontextualize it as abusive, as, as, as romantic. As romantic, right. They cut out uh-huh. the abuse stuff. They did all kind of crap to that movie. And I just think it's very suspicious now. Mm-hmm. And like, remember one of the big complaints about the movie, I remember one thing a lot of people were like, was uh, Katana in particular, 
because she almost doesn't speak at all. Right. She's barely there. And I feel, I bet, I bet in his cut, she is that she's way more important. I bet money. And especially with the way she was so present at all of the, um, the press and all the promotion Mm -hmm. and all of that. I feel like they did her dirty in in, in the living room. It was, it was very weird. Um, and, and I heard Amanda had a lot more to do. There was mm-hmm. a lot more to her character as well. I so, remember all the references to like a Deadshot's child's mother who never physically appears. Like, I have to imagine she probably existed in the full version of the movie because it was very weird to not see her one time. Yeah. Like, what, what was going on with that? Uh, so you know, and right now there's a push for the Ayers cut. And like you were saying, if I had to put some money on it, we're going to see a lot more content out of uh, people that are not straight white men in that movie. I feel like this this is going to change movies forever now because it's never been before where you could put out a movie of this length because they want you to have it a certain length so you can show a certain amount of films per well, day in the it, theater yeah, um, yeah or you lose money right so they don't want mm-hmm. it to be too long um there's just this has never happened before where the director right. really got to show everything they wanted to show in a movie um, right and just I, have it happen so yeah. i feel like this and is especially like, not in some so weird indie kind of a low budget kind of movie because like yeah, yeah in some like experimental foreign films like right. but not for like a blockbuster like spectacle like comic book movie not for like a mainstream movie yeah exactly the first like real movie that's like four hours um yeah and isn't it like a film student's dream of some kind uh I think it's really cool I mean streaming opens up a lot of possibilities um, of being able to do things you couldn't really do in theaters or that would cost you money to do and then also obviously the possibility of having two versions, like having, you know, a theatrical cut and having a director's cut that's really a director's cut, you know? Because, you know, we've seen like a few additional scenes in, you know, director's cuts and home versions of movies, but not this much more. (laughs) Right. Uh, But now we know that it can be like financially viable to allow a director to do this much more. So, you know, it's a possibility that we will see that, you know, going forward, we might see some more movies that have the two hour, you know, theatrical cut and the three, four, however long you want to make it, you know, a streaming cut or home cut. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So here for that. Um, And, oh, we didn't talk about the villains. No, we didn't get to talk about that yet. Um, (laughs) We're going to have to make this quickish. Yeah, yeah. You know what I just noticed? Okay, so what? do you know who Granny Goodness is? I have heard of her and read the Wikipedia. So she was actually in the movie. She was the one standing yeah, next to Dark Side. So mm-hmm. when Iris is um about to get in the car accident, remember how the truck hit that um guy who had the cart of the uh, mm-hmm. hot dogs and stuff? on yeah. the cart like Zach was so he was so in his bag with the details on the cart it says granny goodness is ice cream. whatever whatever yeah so she's already like 
scheming and shit. Acting in the her. world in some way. Like, yeah, yeah, she's already, like, has a whole company. Because I think that was, like, her thing. I, I don't know a ton about the character, but I've seen her in so many of the cartoons and stuff that I watch with Justice League. And every time she appeared, like, her thing was she always has, like, um these companies where she's using some kind of product to, like, mind control people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think when they did it in Young Justice, she had like a video game thing that you would put on your head to so like a virtual video game and it would put like um, messages in your mind or what have you. So here she's doing it through food. Um, so that was interesting. Um, yeah. Little Back of these details. Yeah. I didn't like, obviously I didn't see what people, people were really paying attention. They're like, oh snap, she's already on earth um yeah I really thought even though Darkseid didn't show up a lot he was so menacing like you really did you really did feel the this guy is gonna be an issue a problem you know like yeah oh yeah and especially just you know when you see how like badass Steppenwolf is and you see him like just like fall to his knees like before him it's like oh right (laughs) <laughs> crazy so i'm definitely i would de- if we're allowed to have more <laughs> i would definitely be interested in kind of seeing more of like where that's going and how they're gonna take them on and i really want to see them like put together you know the armories like in the present day like they did mm. back in the day oh my god i'm so excited my little so theory cool was see. right that um that his yeah. plan was he gonna was gonna have all those armies come together again. That's yeah. awesome. I want to, I want to see it. Like I'm so, I'm and then like think about all the cool like Atlantean weapons and like and like and uh and Aquaman, which is way more sci-fi than I expected it to be when I saw the movie. I that wasn't Aquaman. what I saw coming. It was so cool, and it just wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Like I don't know what I thought was gonna happen in this movie, but like it wasn't that, and it was very cool. It was and, so pretty. And I love yeah. I love Arthur and Mara and I love Prince Orm yes. and I love Black Manta and so Arthur's parents reuniting made me cry. I cried too. Like when he movie. went to the when he went when he like went to the pier, it was like, oh my god, he still goes every week. And then she's finally here, and it was like, <gasps> and like people complain. They're like, oh, it's a little campy and whatever. I'm like, what's wrong with that though? Maybe maybe all of this is good for your soul. (laughs) You know what's campy? Uh, A man in a wetsuit and a cape flying. That's campy. I mean, seriously, like I freaking (laughs) I like event. I I still like the first Avengers, and that's a very campy comic book movie. (laughs) Sometimes it's fine. It's fine for a movie to be cute. And I mean, I feel like I feel like people have this really funny way of like you know, if things are kind of more like female coded or emotional, they will talk about the campiness in a negative way, but we have so much campy action. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, camp is suddenly fine. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, the, like literally superhero movies are the biggest camp fest of like, you know, grown adults running around in like Comic-Con mm-hmm. outfits and so, being like, woo, and like with their catchphrase. So many comic movies uh, um, have a lot of romance in it too. Um, yeah. like people don't they they'll bitch about freaking um romance and rom-coms and then they'll go watch 
freaking Lois and Clark gush about each other <laughs> and love them. And be I'm so like, you guys like romance too. Shut up. Yeah. Because Nicholas. you know that they test these things. So yeah. they have to have a version of it where they don't have it in there to see where people like how people react or put out some of these movies that don't have any and they clearly have seen as studios the ones that are more successful are the ones that have these these aspects in them because if people really actually didn't like them they'd have been weeded out of here by now because they about that dasha yeah so that's a lie you not only do you guys like it you wouldn't watch it if it wasn't here and what was one of the biggest complaints about guardians of the galaxy oh that's right the lack of romance yeah it was dry there wasn't it yeah and like people were talking about that like people minded yeah so you know the idea that like oh you know we don't like that is like last now remember people people love tony and pepper and they loved um Mm -hmm. what's her name um they were shipping steve and black widow which honestly to me i like steve with black widow better than i liked him with peggy like i love peggy but then she moved on and then got a husband in her whole life. They should have just left right. that lady alone. <laughs> Let it be. The moment has passed. Yeah. But yeah. And like, I mean, <laughs> oh, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I think that it's a lot of fun that these movies bring together so many different elements, like genre-wise. Yeah. Like we have some horror elements, we have action, we have some romance, like we have some comedy. Like these, these are very, this, this genre movies, is, there's some sci-fi. It's very like some of everything all in there. No, I like it because it's like, you know, all these, these characters are from very different places. And when they're done fighting, you know, that's like the difference between like the Titans and the Justice League. Like when the Justice League is done fighting, they all go to their separate corners of the world again. Yeah, they go um, on back about their business. And, you know, when the Titans are done fighting, they're like, okay, guys, let's go home and have some pizza. Like, that's a big difference. Yeah, they're like, they, they're like, they actually like our friends. Yeah, they're like family, they're roommates, you yeah. know? So it's just like, <laughs> um, it's always interesting. I feel like that's like... I love the two teams for two different yeah. reasons, but I love the idea of these very different people coming together for a cause like that. And I think the mm-hmm. movie really demonstrated that. Great. I, I think we needed more time to see their separate worlds to really get the sense of that. Yeah, of how and how different. Because they we are. because they didn't wait till everyone got their solo movies before making this thing. Yeah, which is what people like. People complained a lot that they wanted. They were like. They did Superman. They should have did a Batman movie before they did Batman versus Superman. But I generally don't even care. High key, I don't care. Um, I mean, <laughs> doesn't I, really bother me that they did it. Out I can see both ways with it because, like, you know, one thing people kind of struggled with was sort of following uh, Bruce's uh, character art because they were like, "Why is he like this?" Yeah, we've had a movie where he wasn't like this before to sort of establish that contrast. I think it would have worked better. Yeah, because they 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 changed things up, right? So like, instead of Superman and Batman both being like senior heroes who have been around forever, it's like a brand new Superman kind of meeting mm-hmm. Batman who's been at it for twenty years and Batman versus Superman. So mm-hmm. they did change that dynamic yeah. from the books a lot. 
Um, so yeah, I do, I do sure. get it, but I'm just, I do I agree. get it, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree yeah. that it would have been cooler to see a Batman, a Superman, then a Batman, then a Batman versus Superman. But at yeah. the same time, with how WB was acting, I feel like had they done that, Zach would have never even gotten to, to work Justice on League, Justice yeah. League and we would have yeah. this movie. <laughs> so it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Zach is just always getting in trouble for trying to do something cool. Yeah, like, I feel like I feel like after his solo Batman movie, they would have been like, "You're done." <laughs> we would have never gotten Batman because because uh, the solo Batman movie was supposed to be Batman versus Slade. Do you know how done he would have been? <laughs> just yeah. imagine Zack Snyder Batman versus Slade movie. Imagine right. the reaction. And That's imagine so how Warner Brothers one person about in the head, it. and they'd be like, "You're you're fired." Like. Yeah. you're out of here <laughs> yeah. how do you have deathstroke killing people that's wrong yeah. and you know he would have had deathstroke just wrecking it up mm. like it would have been yeah. ridiculous like there's no there's no way you give zack snyder deathstroke let him go do his thing in a movie about him and warner brothers is like that's cool keep making movies <laughs> he would have been out of here we would have never yeah. seen that versus superman we might have never seen that never movie. Seen they movie. might have fired his ass in the middle of that modern jaws. Right. We probably would have never even seen they the Batman brought him versus Slade movie. Then, and that's when <laughs> Batman would have hugged it out at the end of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been just like Slade and the bats having tea, like and right. crack it and and you know, watching video of Wonder Woman and being like, dead ass, bro, dead ass, bro. Like having tea Horrible. and being sexist. Right. <laughs> cannot so on that <laughs> note um i would just like to say um this movie is definitely proof that sometimes things actually do happen for a reason absolutely yeah and as someone who's atheist that's intense <laughs> for me to say that but <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> right it was the universe it was Divine all of the gods the old gods were like y'all are about to get this movie yeah, the old gods were like y'all are gonna get this just a sleep movie batman <laughs> solo can wait doesn't it make any sense at the time but it's how it went and i'm glad it did <laughs> i'm glad it did too because it was awesome to really get the get to see this how it was supposed to be and we yeah. never even if they hadn't <laughs> like just worried Zach and his family until like you know they, until he's got to back out like that we still would have gotten a four hours exactly so we would have gotten like had, a two and a half three hour movie exactly we would have lost at least an hour and change of this still so yeah. it's just like hey because <laughs> I think they told him he had to get it down to two hours which lol yeah so maybe now we'll just get on with hope and with some faith like Bruce would say poor Bruce would say we might get the sequels have a little faith guys uh, oh yeah Justice League <laughs> Apocalypse next movie right go. we gotta go man come on because we got a whole anti-lap a whole you know anti-matter equation and yeah. whatever we were talking about the only that. member I oh by the way I don't know what that is but the anti-life equation yeah so it's like um the best way I can explain it it's like um a kind of map mm -hmm. um that like if you figure out this equation you're able to pretty much control all life in the universe 
Got you. Like, so I think you can use it to kind of mind control people. If I'm, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just my what I'm understanding about it. And so, like, if he uses this anti-life equation on Superman, he can turn him evil, which is, I think, what we probably saw. Probably where we're going. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he did. Like, yeah, the evil Superman we saw is once he loses Lois. Well, once he was brought back by the mother boxes, I think that corrupted him. I feel like that's the implication that we were given. Uh, yeah, I guess we would have seen, but I, I, I think what they were getting at was that losing Lois um, helped him, help him be vulnerable. That's what pushed him over. Yeah, helped him yeah. be vulnerable to dark sides, mind, whatever. Yeah. That he uses the anti-life equation for. So, I mean, we can Google it later, but yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, we, we made it through. <laughs> you made it through. We pretty much did exactly an hour and a half like we wanted. So yes. Baller. All right. So until next time, mm-hmm. hopefully next time we'll probably be talking about Titan season three something. I hope. Well, we still got to do a season two retrospective. Oh yeah, we do have um, a season two. And then two. we do season three. Yeah. <laughs> Our season two retrospective is going to be like an hour of us bitching. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, it's going to be entertaining. Season yeah. two was just a hot ass mess. It was. <laughs> it was a hot mess, but it was a little sexy at the same time. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like most hot messes that we like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was Dick Grayson. You're a d- human disaster, but. I mean, glad you're here right it was very yes. dick grayson like the, the season was like him personified you could feel his spirit in every episode <laughs> right what is going on yeah this this whole bag of cats we're witnessing is the inside of this man's mind That's what... i loved it i loved it um look forward to talking about it but we're Getting gonna let therapy, you guys out right? of this episode <laughs> all right till next time bye y'all bye